And good morning, everybody. Welcome to FSU Coach Live. My name is Tim Backers. Joined with a special guest this morning, Carlos Lachlan, or Coach Lock as he goes by. Coach, thanks so much for joining me. You're part of FSU Seminole Football. Would you mind just telling us a little bit about your history and, and how you got to where you are today? Well, first of all, I want to thank you so much for um, having me on. I always, uh, it's a great honor and privilege to be um, a part of something like this. Um, my, um, my journey into coaching is a remarkable um, journey. Um, I only been in this profession for about um, three and a half, going on four years. Um, I actually started off as a um, assistant high school coach. Um, I was in law enforcement for um, a number amount of years here in the Memphis area, um, but I have always been um, a local high school coach helping um, inner city kids, and um, I did that for eight years. And um, I woke up one morning and told my wife that I wanted to. Um, coach for the rest of my life, something that I, I wanted to do. Um, so she I, I, that? Uh, she, she, she was supportive. Um, me being a former athlete, um, um, coming through uh, Montgomery, Alabama, on the way to the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, where I was a four year letterman there, um, had an opportunity to um, chase my dream of playing the NFL, was short lived with me getting hurt, you know, playing arena football. Uh, uh, football has always been a part of my life. Um, but once I got through, I went in law enforcement, but I'm still coaching high school kids. And um, just woke up one morning and told my wife, this, this, this is what I was called to do. Um, she supported me. Um, she told me that um, that she believed in, in me as a coach because you know, coaching pretty much took up a, a, a large part of my life. And it was a, I wasn't getting paid. It was, a, it was a volunteer thing that I was doing to help kids. So um, I... Uh, long story um, short, uh, I walked over to uh, Memphis after I had um, con got in contact with um, Josh Storm, who is now our um, uh, director of uh, strength and conditioning there at Florida State. Um, I got in contact with him via social media, and um, he invited me over to Memphis, and we sat down and talked for about uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes. This was like in February of 2016, and um he opened the door and told me that he wanted to help me. He believed in me. And uh, wow. I, I, yeah, and I volunteered in the weight room um, that first year. And just, man, this journey has been, I mean, I can write a book on this journey, getting you into this profession. I can write a book. So it went from that to the next year. My second year, I was an officer analyst. And my third year, um, Coach Novell put me in place as a, um, Director of high school relations. Now, while doing now while doing those first two years, I was still working a full time job at night in law enforcement, eight to ten hours, and showing up to meetings um, every day there at Memphis. So, uh, like I said, it, it, it was a climb. Now, uh, if you if you look at that, you're doing a lot of work, right, to get where you want to today. And I know you have goals. We'll talk about those in a little bit. But, but going back to the fact that you're a full-time law enforcement officer and you're, you're doing all this stuff part-time as a volunteer, you know, that's, that's a lot of work and it's a lot of time. And so how did you juggle, you know, life, family, and, and all these things in the midst of pursuing something that you're, you're very driven towards? Well, when you're passionate about something, and something is uh, something that you really want to do. You you're gonna. That's why I, that's why I I love um, Mike Novell, Coach Novell so much. 
Um, it's a lot of things that he implemented to his program that I started implementing in my life. Um, serve, sacrifice, and respect. You're going to um, you're going to make certain sacrifices for things that you want to accomplish. Um, no matter, there's no um, goal too big, no, nothing too small. So uh, with that um, working uh, at nighttime, I knew what I wanted out of the coaching profession. I knew what I wanted to achieve. Um, so I just set my mind on, on, on everything that I was working for. Um, and that's how I was able to get through. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. It was very hard. It wasn't easy, but you no, know, um, the reward has been great. And if I had to do it all over again, I would work those eight, 10 hours at night, show up at Memphis every day, sometimes changing my first year, changing the bathrooms, uh, and when I first got my first um, piece of gear from Memphis, uh, my, my first shirt, I was so, I mean, so excited. I took care of the things that I had because I knew what I was working towards. When um, Coach Novell, the first uh, conversation that me and him had was he called me over on the field one day. We had just got through um, beating UCLA. And um, we was at practice the next week. And he called me over and he said, come here. I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, hey, um, I love your energy. Keep doing what you're doing. That those simple words right there motivated me to 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 work even harder um, mm. at, at everything that I was doing. Just those simple words. He he motivated me from that point on, and, and that has been my driving force. Well, we should mention if you have questions uh, for for Coach Locke, put them in the chat box, and we'll get them to him. Tell us a little bit about what your role is right now, because you know most people assume, oh, you're part of a sports, you must be you must be on the field coaching, but there's a lot of coaching <laughs> opportunities or work opportunities outside of you know, being coach Norvell, so to speak. What do you actually do? What are your roles and responsibilities? Um, my number one role, um, and I take out to my head coach, my number one role is um, to serve the student athlete and high school coaches um, the best way I can. That's my number one role. Um, but um, I'm the liaison between um, our staff and the high school coaches. Um, Sometimes getting the prospective student athletes on um, film, um, whatever the high school coaches um, need for me to do to connect them with their area coaches uh, or the coaches on our staff, um, helping out at times on campus with um, official or unofficial visits. We have a great group okay. of people over there at, at over there at Florida State that um, that works that work with each other in the recruiting department on campus um, recruiting. Um, we have a bunch of good people over there. So I, um, I feel in and help out wherever I can with them. And um, also in the springtime, um, I set up um, what we call coaching socials. I talk, talk, getting high school coaches on campus to um, uh, visit with our staff to um, learn how um, Coach Bell runs on the Florida State program, the things he implemented to the program. Um, I set those things up and also I help out with football camps and clinics and anything that um, coach has um, has, has me tasked to do. I help out in the way that I can. Hmm. What are some of the challenges you experience in the roles that you have? If, uh, one, if, somebody, if somebody wanted to have the job you have, so to speak, they were interested in pursuing this kind of career, what are some of the things that, that you you find challenging? Uh, one of the challenges aspect is, you know, the NCAA has a limit of 10 on the field coaches. And in my heart, I, I'm a, I'm a ball coach. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you have people who love the game of football. Uh, I'm in in love with the game of football. Mm -hmm. Always have been. I've been since I've been three years old. So the challenging part is 
not being able to coach on the field. I'm not being able to um, physically get physically get out and um, meet high school coaches and and be able to um, physically visit. Uh, no, just be able to watch the student athlete perform and connect with them off the field. Um, most of my connections with high school coaches done via social media or um, email or or them coming on campus. That is the most um, challenging part because, like I said, I am in love with the game of football. I, I truly love it. I truly love the game. My life has been built around it uh, for for so long as a young man there in Montgomery, Alabama. So I, I love the game. So that's the challenging part: not being able to physically um, coach. What about the rewards, though? The greatest, the, the rewards for me, the greatest, the greatest reward out of this game is, is relationships. Mm. Being able to serve other people, being able to see other individuals achieve their goals, whether it's coaches, whether it's um, or the student athlete, that's that's the greatest reward because those relationships, um, friendships I have built over the years through this great game. I mean, you know, I that's that's that is remarkable. I, I, that's the greatest reward is is the relationships and being able to serve. Um, other individuals. Now, you've you've kind of, as you said, even before we started our interview, you've had a non-traditional route into into what you do and into working with with football. What what are some of the things that you've seen in your experiences? Not not just as you know, working with Coach Norvell and Coach Storms and, and these people, but also as a player that would um, maybe explain quality coaching you know what have you learned by watching all these other coaches to show that hey maybe one day when i'm a head coach these are the qualities or these are the things that will make me more successful well for me um i hate to be the dead horse but um i work for a a tremendous um tremendous man and coach novell me being able to sit back and watch him over the um, four years I've been in been in contact with him um, has given me a blueprint, not just on how to be a successful ball coach, but how to be successful as a man in life. And I'm I'm four years older than him, so uh, <laughs> me being <laughs> me being around him um, has given me a, a a blueprint on how to move about in, in this profession. Um, Can you explain a little bit about what this blueprint looks like? Uh, Climb. He has an acronym um, mm-hmm. that is, is, his, is his, it, that's his football creed. Um, the climb, the acronym climb, you no know, uh, commitment. You know, um, as I continue to climb in this profession, you know, Coach Novell used to always say something to me back in Memphis. He used to say, Lock, the man on top of the mountain didn't follow him. And it took me time to realize, you know, what he was saying to me. And it's climb, you know, climb commitments, service, sacrifice, respect, those things. Um, in detail, the little things, the L and, and climb, uh, you know, um, taking those things that people may um, say are insignificant and making them significant. Those very small little things, detail about what you're doing, uh, intensity, passion about or whatever job, whatever task that you have, being passionate about it, uh, just focusing on on what you're called to do and mental toughness. And man, you talking about I I had to have a whole lot of mental toughness for um, my my journey into this profession. 
um, just having my mind set on um, dealing with adversity. How to handle adversity? No, nobody cared about if I was working eight, 10 hours a night. I was given a job to do, I had to do my job. And, and, and the B, brotherhood, the relationships that you're able to build, um, being able to be trustworthy and um, people giving you jobs to do. Uh, and he has given me the blueprint, not just on how to be a successful ball coach, but at this age of 42, giving me the blueprint just how to continue to be successful as a man. One of the, I guess, challenges for many collegiate coaches is recruiting. And it, it's something that, you know, kind of you've, you've seen and experienced over the last few years. And, and now you're involved in with developing these connections with high school coaches and so on. Do you have any advice for, for coaches who, who might need to recruit? What have you seen that, that is successful and, and can help ensure that who you want to bring to your program will come to your program? Just, just make sure that whoever you recruit, whoever kid, whoever kid you recruit, there's a right fit, right fit for your program, the right kid for your program. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that I said, I'll, I will you know, live by, um, as I continue to climb this profession is, you know, uh, I'm be truthful, be, be honest. Cause it, this, it's about this whole profession to me is about building great relationships and about truly is about serving one, one another, student athletes, people that you're in contact with. Um, if you work for a head coach, um, like I do, my number one goal is to, um, you know, serve my head coach, whatever, um, dreams or goals or aspirations he has is for me to help him achieve those. And, but I always be truthful and honest, uh, when it comes to the recruiting part, because like I said, it's about serving. That's that's my number one goal is, is to serve the student athlete the best way that I can. And the best way for me is about being honest and straightforward. We have a question <laughs> for you from Tyrone McGriff, who was actually a, a, on our show a few weeks ago. You can go back on our YouTube channel and watch the, that interview. But he says, from an administrative perspective, he's an athletic director, in what ways can administration support coaches more and what have been some of your challenges with administration on the collegiate level? Well, with me only being in, in this um, this role for the past two years, I haven't, like I said, I'm, I haven't had any, had any um, challenges per se uh, with um, administration. But um, for as um, ads or other administrators helping out the um, you know the coaches and student athletes, I think they do a great job. Providing the resources that that we that we have, um, the kids having tutors or coaches um, having a lot of things that they have. I, I think from uh, my time seeing everything, I think they do a great job. So I haven't faced any challenges yet. That's a good question. When I do, I may need to look up Mr. McGriff and say, "Well, I got I got I got one for you." <laughs> yeah, well, you can pose those questions to to Tyrone. Uh, another comment, which is. You know, Coach Lachlan said it's right. It's all about relationships. Coaches are often surrogate parents to help students build self-esteem because their home life might not be encouraging, supportive, or nurturing. Uh, something I'm sure you agree with. Um, yes, yeah, I, I do. Um, a lot of these young men, um, they spend more time around um, the coaches than they do their, their families. So, you know, um, Coach Vera has the saying, you know, uh, fit and family. Um, and um, like I said, um, you have to 
build that 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 family type relationship with these with these players. Like I said, a lot of these players come from different backgrounds. Uh, some of them come from backgrounds like myself. I, I grew up with uh, with my mom. Um, I didn't have didn't have uh, my dad around. So my football coaches um, were um, people that I admire. They were father figures to me. So mm -hmm. uh, that's that's that that right there. That's a strong that's a strong statement. It, it, like I said, that you are a surrogate parent to a lot of these young men. And like I said, you grow to love them, good the good and bad. One of the questions. Dwayne has a, a follow-up, which is a question. He says, how do you see coaches' roles in developing the emotional intelligence of student-athletes? I mean, coaches, you know, primarily are judged on win-loss records, but you have a unique opportunity to spend a lot of time with, with young men. How do you then develop that, that emotional intelligence within them? Uh, you develop that emotional intelligence within the student-athlete. I, I, I believe this. You develop that by developing that within yourself. That's good. I, I I I truly believe that. I truly believe that as you're developing these young men or, or you pouring into these young men, those same things that you pour into these young men on, on how to be um uh, great fathers, um, you know, great great husbands one day, you be the same. So they 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 can see that. They can see that you are walking and walk and as well as talking to talk. So that's how I think you build those things within those young men. So you like building them within yourself. If I can follow that up, if you're building it in yourself, how are you building it in yourself? I'm building it in myself and in every day how I carry myself, how I interact with my immediate family, my wife and my kids, how I carry myself each and every every day. Because now the student athlete that I'm around, they see that. They're they're they see the interaction that I have with my wife, my kids, and all how I interact with my everyday coworker, my peers, and, and they're able to see that as an example of how to. Um, live their lives themselves. So it's all about modeling and, and setting that example for them to follow. Yes, sir. But it starts, it starts with you as an individual. Right. Right. Another question came in from Andrew. He says, good morning, Tim, coach Locke. coach with you in the middle of the recruiting process. If you were the NC NCAA czar of recruiting, what would you do to change the landscape of recruiting rules, limits, schedules, access to kids, families, schools, et cetera? We'll say, we'll add that he says, go, no, go, go, no. He's a, an FSU fan, but, but that's a good question. What, what would you do to change it to make it better? I guess is. Oh, to make it the recruiting better. Uh, I haven't personally had my hand in recruiting uh, with my current role, dealing with the prospective student athlete. Um, for me, um, I think uh, with recruiting and having gone through it myself as an athlete um, to make it better, um, I really wish uh, uh, guys who are in supporting roles could be a relationship with, with kids, but not just the not just the uh, on the field coaches. Mm -hmm. I wish that aspect of things would, would change because uh, the, the people in the administrative roles or, or uh, operation roles, I mean, when these kids get on campus. They're family to us as well. And I wish that we were able to um, get to know these kids without all the rules that we have that only the 10 to four time coaches can interact with the kids um, when they're not on campus. I wish that rule would change because a lot of these young men, you you have relationships with them once they get on campus. So I would love to get to know them prior to, you know, to them coming on campus. So mm -hmm. that, that rule, I wish that rule would change. Mm -hmm. Now you've, you, you kind of, have aspirations, you love coaching, you want to get into coaching more. What, what kind of 
recommendations do you have for others who are also in that same position? Maybe maybe they don't have the experiences you have with a, a Division One football team, or or maybe they haven't had the experiences that you've had as a player. What advice would you give them for for getting into the coaching profession and progressing? Um, I thought about this this question. Um, getting into getting into this profession um, of coaching, coming into this profession whether it's coaching football, basketball, track, come in this profession with a certain mindset. Don't make a financial gain your number one goal. Make yeah. your number one goal. Make your number one goal is to is about helping student athletes and other people. Make that new number one. Be passionate about uh, what you're trying to what you're trying to do. Um, learn how to build genuine relationships. Not relationships because you're gaining something out of it, but to build genuine relationships. Um, me, my thing is I love uh, celebrating other people's birthdays. And I will write um, birthday cards, send them out to various people across the country. And I have no aspiration of working for them. I just want to build relationships, get to know people. So if, if it's you writing um, a collegiate coach or, or, or athletic director or, or even high school coaches, um, try to build great relationships with people and be passionate about what you're doing. Um, it's not always all about the X and the O's. It's about relationships, um, serving one another. Uh, that would be my that would be my advice to anybody who's trying to get into the coaching profession. Uh, just uh, have a servant's heart and um, and be passionate about everything that you're trying to do, um, achieving your goals. Be truly passionate about it. One of the the things that that struck me as well maybe is is be willing to take some risks because. You know, I think a lot of people expect things to maybe be handed to them on a plate. And if I do these these things in sequential order, then all of this is going to happen for me. And we all know, even based on your story, it doesn't work like that. You took a chance, went to the University of Memphis, got a meeting with Coach Storms, and four years later, here you are doing what you do. But it came from you taking a, a risk to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there uh, with the potential for rejection of, no, we're not interested, or, or who are you? But, but you were willing to take that chance. And because of that, here you are today. If you truly believe in something um, that you're willing to sacrifice, that's why I look at those three words every day uh, when I come into um, the Morsa. Coach Novell has it posted up. Service, sacrifice, and respect. Are you truly willing to make the ultimate sacrifice? Are you truly putting your ego aside? There's, there's, there's no task too big, no task too small for you to get accomplished. Service, sacrifice, respect. Are you truly passionate about and you have a true intent about what you want to, want to do? Um, yes, there, there is um, some cases where you may fail at what you're trying to do, but you pick yourself up and you go right back in. Now, like I said, my journey hasn't been easy. It didn't start off that way. You know, if um, Coach Novell, he tells a story about how him and I um, became connected. Uh, we had this thing in Memphis um, where the coaches on the sideline would have to alert the offense when it was third down, which we call cash down. And he said he wanted somebody on the sideline to scream out, cash down. 
Well, I took that something that most people would look at as being insignificant, screaming out cash down. I did it faithfully every day, and I made sure I was the loudest person screaming, what down is it? Cash down. And I still do it to this day. I will always do it because they always remind me what sacrifices I made, what insignificant thing that I made significant to on my client. So, like I said, it could be the smallest thing. Be passionate and intent about what you about what you want to do. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing some of your experiences and, and wisdom. If somebody does want to follow up with you, email the best way to get in touch. Um, it'll be my first initial C, my last name Lachlan at fsu.edu. And um, I answer um, all my emails. I check them. I, and like I said, I, I, I made a point of doing that because I was a high school coach once and, and you email guys, you never hear back for, from them. And I, I told myself once I was able to get in that position that um, I would do people better than I was done. Well, we do appreciate you coming in. I, we had one more comment that just kind of came in last minute. As a high school athletic administrator, I really wish that student athletes would be able to have contact with you and those in your role prior to coming to campus as well. I appreciate your passion for young people. Go Knowles. Uh, go Man, I get that mixed up all the time. <laughs> FSU, you You and I are the same. We're, we're new to FSU, and so I heard you almost say Memphis. Uh, I almost, I say it all, I get mixed up all the time as well. Um, but uh, Coach Locke, thanks so much for joining us today, uh, and I hope that people do get in touch with you if they do have questions or comments or want to build those connections as you talked about. Yes, sir. Um, thank you, um, Tim, for having me on. And when all this is, has passed, um, I look forward to um, seeing you around campus and getting on campus and building a relationship with you, with you as well. But Absolutely. you're doing a great job. I appreciate you. Thank you. And thanks for watching. Just a reminder, tomorrow we got a very interesting guest coming up. Nick Winkleman will be calling in from Ireland. He's the head of athletic performance and science with the Irish Rugby Football Union. One of the things that, that he's well known for is his ability to teach coaching. How do you actually communicate with athletes to get them to do a technique effectively? And he's written a book about that. Uh, very interesting, uh, very interesting, very interesting guy, very interesting topic. So I hope you join us at 10 a.m. tomorrow, not 11 a.m. because we've got to be mindful of, of his time zone as well. But uh, on behalf of myself and of course, Coach Locke, thanks so much for watching.